0: Hey, welcome episode 29 of MacBook Pro is here you got your your boy toy Mackie beans here ready to guide you through another spiritual adventure and in today's episode we are gonna make it fucking spicy. I'm feeling spicy today I'm feeling nostalgic too. It's a Berlin spring morning and I'm feeling like I used to feel around this time when I was like 10 11 you know like kind of getting into those years where, you pretty much want to hump everything that moves because you're like a little boy with raging hormones. And I don't know if girls are as weird as boys are, but there's like this age between the ages of like 11 and 16 where boys are just fucking strange. Like they're just doing weird shit all the time. And most of it has to do with the fact that like, yeah, we're just like horny about everything. Um, we're just like constantly like thinking about sex and we're also trying to be like normal kids, normal in quotes. But what's interesting is like when I was growing up in, I guess like around the time like 2004, 2005, no, no, no 2005, I was in six, I was graduating sixth grade. So like 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, I was just like possessed possessed by like the semen demon. (laughs) I had no idea what was going on. I just felt like I had like this really weird blend of like innocent little boy thoughts and just like the most heinous, well, not really, but like not as heinous as they are now, really heinous sexual thoughts. And I was trying to reconcile those two things. I would be playing like a video game like Halo at a friend's house and my friend's sister or mom or whatever would come into the room and I would immediately lose focus on playing the video game and like only think about having sex and be like I have to go use the bathroom and now that I'm 29 years old I know what it's going to take to raise if I have boys like to raise boys like one of the first things. And this is something that my mom taught me. I actually don't know if my mom um, did this on purpose or if she just like, you know, because she had brothers growing up, just knew what to do. But one thing my mom never did was ask me weird questions. I mean, she she could have like definitely caught me doing things or like, you know, she definitely could have like, accidentally stumbled into the room or asked questions that like put us in a weird position. But she was just more of like a boys will be boys. Just let them do their thing in their room. Don't open up the door. But sometimes though, I got the impression that she just thought that I was like super innocent. Even though when I was in, I want to say like fifth or sixth grade, I was going on the computer all the time and searching like boobies.com. Um, that was back in the day, like when you went to Google, if you type something into the search bar, there would be a drop down to show all of the other searches with that letter, uh, starting with that letter. And so I always used to type in boobies on Google and boobies.com. And it's funny because, like, uh, I was maybe 11 years old, 12 years old, and then 12 years later, or 13 years later, I was working at Google. <laughs> so I was, I was like a huge fan of Google for a long time. Uh, they, they definitely helped me get a start in my, uh, in my pornography searching. But, you know, my search history and my, my search behavior has definitely um, become more sophisticated over the years. That was actually a concern that I used to have when working at Google. Like, I really, as I was interviewing there, I really thought that that was going to be part of the interview process where they would look at everything that you've ever searched and kind of just create a grade for it, like to, to weigh you against other candidates and determine like how deranged you actually were. Um, but to my surprise, they never did that. They also never drug tested me at the time, but I told all of my friends that they were going to drug test me so that I could stop smoking weed. Um, that was just my approach to it at the time. And uh yeah, so like little boys are just so fucking weird and if I'm going to have a little boy, I'm going to definitely follow my mom's footsteps and follow in her footsteps and just not ask questions, not go near their bedroom door if until the time that I was like maybe 12 or 11 and my, I think this is like where my mom started to realize that like things needed to change. We were living in this tiny house and there were three bedrooms and a very, very tiny living room slash dining room. And my mom's room was like on the other side of the house kind of, but it was a small house. And my brother's room was like directly next to mine. And we had, we'd had these like doors that were, really old because it was an old house, like over 100 years old, and the doors themselves didn't close because they were so warped from having been so old. So my mom removed the doors off the hinge and then gave us beads, you know, like beads that hang down, and I gotta tell you, it was very difficult to grow up for that time and only have beads be the the thing that prevents your mom from seeing you do dastardly acts in your bedroom. So yeah, I was, uh, I was a little exposed. There was, uh, there was one time that I don't know if I'm actually proving or disproving that my mom enabled me and my brother to kind of like live our best lives. I'm actually starting to think that maybe my mom did a lot of the things. She learned quickly, I'll say. But in the beginning, you know, there were definitely some close calls. I'll give you a good example. One time, I stayed up until 11 o'clock or 11.30 because if you stay up past a certain point with cable, uh, the channels turn into like softcore porn. Now, before I continue saying this, I just want to say, that softcore porn on cable is a major reason why kids stay up past their bedtime. And it's probably causing a lot of children to stay up later than they need to because, or I guess not anymore because everyone has like phones and stuff. But I actually would blame those television stations for causing children to miss sleep, which makes them less prepared for school the next day and it probably does have a direct impact on americans standardized test scores and iq nobody has ever said that that sentence out loud by the way like i'm actually quite convinced that i might be the only person that's ever said that because you got to think like little kids would have, i mean not little kids little boys would have stayed up Until three o'clock in the morning, if it meant that they could see porn on TV. This is in the early 2000s. I used to watch Pants Off, Dance Off on MTV. And it was like this really raunchy show where, as you can imagine, the person that would dance would take their clothes off, but it was completely censored. Now, the buzzkill about this show is that it wasn't just like hot girls, it was like dudes. One time there was a little person, it got really confusing, I'll say, as like a prepubescent teenager trying to watch the show, because you really only had like 27 seconds to make something happen, and then they would, you know, go to the next person, who was like an overweight Hawaiian guy or something, so yeah, it it was very, very tricky. Anyway, one night, I'm staying up until like 11.30, I have my, um, my cape, like, I have a cable box that has buttons on it that go up and down to change the channel and left and right to change the volume Um, because at the time my remote was broken, I remember this distinctly, we used to have these remotes that were just so finicky that sometimes like we would have to like switch remotes with each other because for some reason the remote wouldn't work anymore on your TV, but it would work on someone else's cable box or like their TV. So we would switch like my mom would give me hers and my brother would give me his and we would all like trade them to see which ones were working that week. Okay, anyway, this this night I don't have a working remote, so I'm like going old school. And I've been pressing these buttons on my cable box so much that one of them is indented, indented. It's like actually jammed on the bottom. So what happens is I find this movie that's playing and there's like a scene with like two women getting very sexual. And there's some nudity going on. And uh it's not even like a movie movie, it's really just porn. But anyway, I digress. I'm sitting there in my bed. Everyone is asleep in the house. And I'm <laughs> I'm getting frisky. Um, that sounds so fucking disgusting, guys. I'm sorry. And uh, I'm doing what, what I wanted to do at that moment. All of a sudden, I hear my mom get up and start walking in the direction of my room. I have beads hanging down on my door, right? So I jump out of my bed, pull up my pants. I hit the cable box button. Like as she's approaching my room, I hit the cable box button one time. As I hit it one time, she walks in and I've changed the channel to some random fucking movie. I have no idea. But because the bottom button was indented, it immediately goes down a channel again. As I'm facing her, she's facing the TV. It goes right back down to this like lesbian sex scene. And she looks at the TV with her mouth like wide open and then looks at me and goes, What are you doing? And I'm like, mom, what I'm watching. And I look at the TV and I'm like, oh, oh my God. You know, like freaking out, sweating, like flabbergasted pretty much. Anyway, after that moment, I mean, she was pretty angry at me. But after that moment, she was like, okay, I'm not asking these kids fucking questions anymore. I don't want to walk in on them doing weird shit in their bedroom. So she was pretty forgiving about a lot of things after that point. Um, that was also like maybe six months or a year after I broke down in tears one day before going on the school bus to camp, the summer camp. I'm um, going back to the story about Google. So like every single search, it would save the search that you had that started with that same letter and it would drop down, right? So one morning before camp, my mom's on the computer using Google and she types in b and the dropdown is like boobies, boobs, boobs.com, boobies.com, like all these like boob searches. And she's like, she pulls me aside and she goes, Are you searching for boobs on the computer? And I, ra- I was raised Catholic and there's like a lot of Catholic guilt. So you kind of just like feel so fucking guilty that you just admit the truth because. It's selfish. It's really just so you don't feel badly anymore. So I start crying and I'm like, "Yes, it was me." She's like, "So you're searching for boobs on the computer?" I was like, "Yes." She goes, "You know, this is the family computer. If you do that, you could actually get a virus on the computer, and it could, it could um break the computer." And I'm just like you know feeling even worse about it now, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. She's like, "Just don't do it again. I was like, Mom, I'm never gonna be a pervert again, so I get on the school bus, you know, and i'm I'm feeling good about myself like I'm, I'm I'm a new man as I'm getting on that I'm a new boy as I'm getting on that school bus to go to camp, and probably within twenty minutes, you know, I was just thinking about porn again and i went to summer camp with girls that i had like huge crushes on so it was like nearly impossible um to it was like going to jail pretty much as a as a reformed criminal trying to just like be a contributing member of society again you just get thrown right back into the mix and people are like you know tempting you with stuff so yeah um funny enough like within a very short period of time the computer did get a virus and it it did break. And that was it. That was the last, my mom was so upset and she was like, you did it again. <laughs> and then, you know, six months later or whatever, I'm watching lesbian porn on my TV late at night. So, you know, I've, I've learned some lessons. I think like in general, when you're raising your children, it's just important to put yourself back into the shoes of like yourself as a delinquent I know not everyone has, you know, has had the same childhood. And I also know that people are different in terms of, like, you know, how they think, how they feel, how they act. My feeling on the matter is, like, you just have to assume that your child is possessed, uh, that your young boy is possessed by the semen demon. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I'm just imagining, like, this devil that's on your shoulder that's like, do it, do it. And uh, that's, you know, that's just the fact uh, of the matter and so you know any time that like little boys hang out together after a certain age it's not cute anymore it's fucked up it's fucking weird it's like a little sex cult <laughs> okay but obviously not but I'm giving you guys a lot of weird images in your head and uh I don't regret it Ah, uh, but it's so funny because now that like I've survived, like, I really see getting to age 29 as surviving childhood, like surviving your childhood, because there are so many boys that start like having sex when they're really young, like 14, 15, 16, and they might end up actually having a child with someone at 16 years old. And that makes, that would just make their life so much harder than it needs to be, I think because they're not like fully through school yet. It doesn't really put them in a great place if they want to get a job, if they want to earn money, if they, you know, have passions that they haven't discovered yet. But the fact that I was able to survive that period of time, like is something that I'm extremely grateful for because it is not easy to make it through that time. It was, you know, it was involuntarily like for me, I was like a little incel, not really, but when you're 14, 15 and 16 and you're just like a little doofus, you know, it's not like girls are going to throw themselves in your direction and be like, Hey, what are you doing on Saturday? Like that just doesn't happen. There were girls that I had huge crushes on that I like went on one date with. And I don't know if they thought it was a date. And I, I remember like two girls distinctly. There was one girl, that lived down the street from me. She was a grade below me. And I just had a massive crush on her. And we went for like trick-or-treating one night. And I remember it started off fine because it was like her and her friends. And like it started off fine. And like I was making a lot of jokes and they were laughing, but then I got annoying and then that was it. And we never hung out after that. Even though I pined after her for like a full two weeks. And then there was another girl that I'd had a crush on since middle school and we went on a movie date in like 10th, I was in 10th or I was in 10th grade. We went on a movie date and the entire movie I had butterflies in my stomach and I just didn't have the balls to like lean over and kiss her. So by the end of the movie, you know, I was like, all right, that was fun. Bye. And we never did anything again. We texted for a bit and nothing happened. Fast forward to my senior year in high school and I'm walking out of the guidance counselor's office and I bump into her and, you know, I kind of recognize quickly, you know, because I've now started to like see girls and like, I'm starting to like become more confident. I started to realize very quickly that she was not attractive by my standards at least. And she, she comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, hey, it's been so long. I was like, yeah, hey, what's up? She's like, you're actually really good looking now. And uh, I didn't really know what to say to that. So I kind of just uh, ignored it and moved on. And now I could not even imagine what this girl looks like. Holy fucking shit. Anyway, um, so it's funny because it is it is really survival. Like when you're 16 and i think that my biggest blessing was that i was not not really that uh that cute of a 16-year-old i had a pretty heavy ugly duckling phase that lasted for quite a while uh and because of that it just meant that i did not have so many options um but i think i think that if you look at the people in this world Like if you, at least with men, I I can only speak about men. But if you look at the the men in this world that like tend to be like the most ambitious and tend to go the furthest, I think it's really like often it's the men that like did not have the easiest time in high school. And uh, I I know I've mentioned this, I think in the last episode, but I just feel like it's, it's overrated to be popular in high school. I was never really popular. I just talked a lot of shit. Um, and I also was just a class clown and I was always doing things that were really stupid. Um, in seventh grade, I, (laughs) I just, I loved attention. I mean, I I have a fucking podcast, right? So I must love attention, but I loved attention so much. In seventh grade, I had this teacher. I don't even remember her name, but she was a Spanish teacher, Spanish teacher. Uh, and she was white so you can imagine it's the stupidest way to teach someone fucking Spanish is to, um, like as a school is to hire a non native Spanish teacher. So this lady just learned Spanish in high school, like us, probably probably studied it in college as well, but her Spanish was not great. And she's teaching us Spanish. And we did not like her as a teacher at all. She was just really annoying. And everyone, like, always talked shit about her. Anyway, uh, something happened to her, as, as it does sometimes The teachers. I think, like, she might have given birth or maybe she got sick. But I don't remember. She was out for quite a while. And, like, literally the first day that she was out, I remember, like, we had this substitute teacher coming in and he was like in the hallway doing something and or maybe she was maybe she was still there and she was like on her way out like like the next week or something and I just stopped taking it seriously but anyway I just remember she she or the substitute teacher is in the hallway doing something and at that moment I spring out of my chair I run over to the window of the classroom and I start throwing textbooks out the window of the second floor or like the third floor I think is the second floor of this building into the courtyard there's nobody down there or anything and then I throw a pinata and then everyone's laughing hysterically and I'm like going crazy like ah, ha, ha, ha and then I sit down at my desk and she comes in and everyone is still laughing and the thing about teachers is they're not idiots I mean they are but not all of them, and for different reasons, but anyway, um, she can tell that something's happened, so she's like, "What happened?" And nobody's saying anything and somebody finally like rats me out and she looks in out the window and she just sees all these textbooks laying on the ground and a fucking pinata. <laughs> she's not happy with me, so I got like called to the principal's office as as was a very common occurrence for me throughout middle school and high school and elementary school actually. So yeah, I went to um, the the principal, and they were like, "Why did you throw textbooks and a piñata out the window?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> Imagine I had a reason, like a political reason or something. I was fucking boycotting uh, appropriation, Hispanic appropriation, Mexican appropriation. Anyway, um, so yeah, that 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 was that was that. I always did super shit like that. There was another time in that class like later the later in the year when the sub when the substitute teacher took over for her where I was like making a lot of noise in the back of the room and the substitute teacher was this like old dude and he was like trying to get the class to be quiet and he was like, "Hey, you, stop." And I was like, "Okay." But I knew that I was not going to stop. And eventually I uh I eventually I reach for um, my pencil and I like am fidgeting with my pencil and my pencil breaks in my hand because I'm like putting pressure with my thumb against it and it goes like it's a mechanical pencil and it goes into my finger and I jump out of my chair and I'm like, ow. And, uh, yeah, he, he looks over at me and he goes, Hey, I told you to be quiet. Get out. And he like sends me to the principal's office. So there was always like stuff like that. I always, I always felt like that was my, um, that was like my MO was like causing distractions in class and then getting in trouble for it. But I enjoyed it. I really, I really had a lot of fun somehow. Not really. I only had fun in class when I was fucking around. And I was so good at fucking around at that age. I still am. Like, I would be so fucking good if I went back to high school at just, like, distracting people. Yeah. Man. The good times. Not really. I fucking hated pretty much all school except for college. I loved college. Um, but it's crazy. Like, we, as as kids... We just get put into these classrooms and educated, educated in a way that like no one benefits. The teachers don't benefit. The children don't benefit. And we've been doing it long enough for like the children that become adults. For some reason, even though they themselves agree that there's a problem with the system and they'll talk about how much they hate at school, they will still send their kids to the same kinds of schools, you know, like a public school where nobody gives a fuck and like the kids just like run rampant and yeah, it's uh it's really stupid, but maybe that's just my opinion. I don't really believe though in um in homeschooling unless like the person that's like unless the parents are actually like good teachers or they use like private tutors like Aristotle, that'd be fucking sick, but unfortunately that's um that's not how it goes, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think for me, I'm just going to eventually be like one of those parents that's like, whatever. I'm not going in my kid's room. My kid lives in the attic or in the basement or some shit. I don't go in his room. I don't like walk around with a with a black light, like a u like I don't know if it's a UV light with a black light, um, trying to you know see where the crime scene is. If he's in his room and there's a girl in his room. I'm literally just going to go for a drive or something and you know just make sure that he's educated and say look dude, I don't care what you do in your bedroom. I mean, as long as it's like not, you know, drugs or drinking. I don't care what you do in your bedroom. Just wear a condom. Ask for consent. Don't fucking make noises late at night. Don't be a creep. And one of the best things I think that ha- that exists now as a parent is that all of your kids can have their own devices. Like it used to be so costly to have a family computer in the 90s. And so you had this family computer and you just like, you kind of just hoped. I mean, I'm imagining, but like if you're like the dad, I think you just kind of hoped that like your kids weren't doing weird shit on the computer that would like cause problems like viruses and slow things down. And if your computer did slow down, as like the, the the father in the family, you probably like thought it was your own porn habits that were slowing the computer down. So it's good that things have changed and that people just have, like, like families just have a little bit more privacy, I would say. Um, I saw this skit once where it was, it was like, what would happen if everyone's search history was released publicly, like The Purge? So it was like at 12, 12 midnight, everyone's search history is going to be revealed publicly. And so you can just see like what your um, boyfriend or husband or ch- children have been searching on Google. And like there's this one family, um, they're all sitting around in the living room when this is like announced on the news. And everyone's like, okay, you know what? We're not going to we're not going to look at what other people, what what you guys have been searching. We're just going to ignore it. We're going to pretend like this didn't happen. And one by one, like they start sneaking, you know, peeks at it to see like who's searching for what. I think that that would really be the demise of society. If, if we were, and that is like literally the closest that we will come besides like reading someone's journal to understanding what people really think about, like, the people in your life actually think about and care about and how fucked up their, their search history is. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's really, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a strange topic because we like to believe that like everyone that we spend our time with is, you know, fitting our expectations of them, but you never really know what's going on with people, which makes me also think like, if you ever see vans on the street, you know people driving these like work vans and shit. How many movies have you seen where like the pedophile or like the child abductor, whatever you want to call them, is driving a van? I mean, that's a stereotype that exists, right? We know about this. It's it's the creepy it's the guy in, it's the creepy guy in the van stereotype where he gives kids candy, and it just makes me wonder, like, why don't we have some kind of registry that exists in the United States where any person that owns a van needs to get a background check done? Like people, people that, um, that buy guns sometimes don't really even need a background check. I don't know if that's true, but I think it's pretty easy to buy a gun. But yo, buying a van, that is also kind of like buying a gun. It's definitely like, highly suspect behavior in fact i would be more suspicious of someone buying a van than i would be of someone buying a gun because let's face it like you can get a camper van which i'm a huge fan of by the way camper vans and you know converted vans a huge fan of those i think like that's just like to me it's like a really interesting way to, to see the world and to travel and stuff But if you have like one of those 1980s or 1990s vans that like looks suspect, I really think that you should be on a registry. And I think that the police should have to search your van like once every six months for like child DNA or some shit. I know it sounds fucked up, but like, really, why do you need a van? Like, why do you need an Astro van? Fucking weirdo. What are you doing in there? If it doesn't have a ladder on top and it's not a camper van, you're doing weird shit in your van and you deserve to be investigated. Look, if you got nothing to hide, drive a fucking Camry. Oh, you need extra space? Get a truck with a bed, like a bed in the back, not an actual fucking mattress, you you weirdo. Um, Why not, right? I mean, yeah, I just, I think, I think our, our policing system in the United States it's way too reactive. There was one time that I was uh, I was like 20 years old and I was just super fucking stoned and I was driving behind a van in town. In my town on my on my way home. And as I was driving, I started to have these thoughts like, "Huh. I wonder if there's a fucking like abducted person in the back of this van." That was like the thought that I had. And so then I started following the van which is so fucking stupid. And I'm following it down these like, you know, first it's like down like main street, and then it's down like a side street, and then I literally end up on a dirt road following this van, and I immediately think, yeah, this is this is not where I want to be right now. This is where you end up getting fucking hacked up into a million pieces. So I turned around. And I feel badly for that child if there was one in the back because I, you know, I gave it my best. I followed the van for like a good 15, 20 minutes maybe. And I eventually just, you know, I was a coward and I turned around. But anyway, um, wow, I'm listening to all the kids in the backyard right now because I live directly above... A kita, which is like a kindergarten or like a pre K, rather, for little German kids. And they are literally just barking. And my dog is not. My dog is quiet and they are literally howling and barking in the backyard. Yeah. Little kids are, they're an enigma. I tell you that. I tell you that. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. What else is going on? Yeah. Man, I just feel so nostalgic and I'm enjoying it because, you know, this time of year, it literally only like spring only lasts at least in like the north. It only seems to last for like 3 weeks, maybe 6 weeks. No, 6 weeks is too generous. 3 weeks. And if you don't make the most of the time that you have with spring, it just passes by and then you're like, oh, I miss spring. And then it's summer and you're hot as balls. And then summer passes and it's fall and you're like, oh, this is nice. But if you don't make the most of the time that you have in the fall, then you're like in winter and you're like, oh my God, I miss fall and summer and spring. So that's where you know I'm trying to like put myself in the mindset more of like, how am I going to feel in two weeks, if I don't take advantage of today, and uh, you know, I have not really been doing a great job of that, to be honest. But you know, it's good to at least think about it and and try to remain somewhat aware and conscious, because you know, the seasons they come and go. All right, I just had to check the timestamp on this. I'll try to see how long this this puppy is. Um, you know, the other thing too, that I, that I thought about is like, it's pretty cool when you're in elementary school as like a boy, not elementary school, like more like middle school. It's pretty cool to think about like what would happen if your teacher kept you after school for detention. I mean, that's like one of the most classic porn categories, right? But it's like really like uncool to think like it's a male teacher and a female student. I don't know why, but it just seems much less cool. And, uh, I used to have these teachers, like there was, there were two teachers in particular I had. I, they had such a grip over, over me. Um, I don't think they knew that, but I mean, I'm sure that they deal with this shit all the time. The point is like little boys will literally like, I would have killed one of my best friends. I would have killed all of my best friends to have had any, to even get a kiss from Miss Green. She was my English teacher. I would have literally murdered my entire family in cold blood and and gone to jail for it to have had the chance to just like kiss her one time. And that's the problem when you're like a little boy, you literally are just like full of hormones going absolutely fucking batshit crazy all the time. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's just so, so funny that like, you know, these teachers, first of all, teachers just do not get paid enough and they do not get enough respect. I think if teachers got paid more money, there would be more qualified teachers and less teachers that like end up in these like really strange situations or just like not being professional or whatever it is. Like I had a teacher once, a different Spanish teacher who came back from Spain. Um, we were in high school, uh, senior year. She came back from Spain and she started handing out condoms. So every kid, it was an all boys class. This was, um, a funny, this was a funny time. So senior year last semester, sign up for a Spanish class the first day of class, there's like three girls in the class, and then the rest is, is all guys. So it's like 20 guys and three girls. Within a week, all of the girls transfer out of the class, and they take the other Spanish class. So, uh, Spanish class. So now it's literally just only guys. So it's this female teacher surrounded by only guys, only fans. And she's just handing out condoms. And this kid next to me, he's really chubby. He's laughing about it and so am I, but he's laughing about it really loudly. And she snatches the condom off of his desk and says, oh, if you think it's so funny, I'm going to take this from you. You're probably not going to use it anyway. Just shuts this kid down. So there would be less teachers like her, I think, if, um, if they paid more and maybe the qualifications were a little bit stronger. Uh, when I was in, I want to say when I was in first grade, or second grade there was this teacher that I, I don't even think she was a teacher i think she was like a speech therapist or something like maybe like a counselor or something like that but anyway she um she always wore like a ton of makeup and she had like really long nails that were painted and and a lot of like jewelry and stuff like that and uh, like after i left the school um, in third grade She, she, um, apparently like got into a lawsuit with the school district because she never went to Christmas events. Like she never went to the Christmas parties and stuff like that. And some of the teachers started to like talk badly about her and started to call her a witch. They were like, you know, she, in, in. In their defense, she did kind of dress like a witch, but she was a super nice lady, just like very, very sweet, and she just didn't go to the Christmas parties and stuff like that. It turns out that the reason that she didn't go to Christmas parties is that she's Jewish and she just didn't want to go to Christmas parties. Okay, you can't blame her. But because they started to call her a witch and word started to get back to her that people were doing this, she sued the school district. And um, I'm actually gonna pull up the article. Um, oh my god, yo, okay, I I have to read you guys this article, okay? I'm not going to. Well, I guess I can say it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna censor out the names. All right, so Hampton Bays, the is where I was. I was in elementary school. This is 2007. So this is like six years after I leave the school. So the article is called Hampton Bay's Ex-Teacher Loses Suit Over Firing. A grammar school teacher who claimed she was fired after being branded as a witch by school officials had her federal $2 million lawsuit against the Hampton Bay School District, rejected by a jury yesterday. The teacher, blank, 37 years old, said in her lawsuit that, blank, the former principal at Hampton Bay's elementary school, had accused her of practicing and teaching witchcraft the suit claimed that blank was a that this guy that the principal sorry was a born again christian bent on converting the school and that his anger over her refusable refusal to be converted provoked him to fire her in 2001 actually that was the year i left this woman was denied tenure this is a quote by the way um from the lawyer of the school district. He goes, "This woman was denied tenure and she came up with this witch claim and the jury clearly found it far-fetched." Man, wow, it's crazy. This um this lawsuit went on for like f- 5 years. Yeah, so listen to this, okay? Now, I knew this teacher very well, um or whatever she was. I knew her very well because she had taken an interest in me because I was like a cute little boy and she um wanted to help me like develop like a a stronger love of reading what I used to do at this age uh, in first grade is I used to read oh sorry um yeah first grade second grade I used to read to other kids and sometimes they were like two grades ahead of me so I would just like sit in the library and I remember like a couple times you know they let kids read to other kids it was just something and so she knew that I liked reading and she got me a book it was like the making of Space Jam The movie which by the way it's interesting that she got me this book because you know she pretty much like ruined the entire movie for me or she could have moved the ruined the entire movie for me because she literally showed me like i mean it was the making of the movie so you see all the guys in green screen and the fact that like the cartoons aren't real and stuff so you know what she was a witch yeah in that way but anyway it was cool that she gave me that book because it was like a hardcover. It was expensive for sure. It was a really good book. Um, really nice. So I, I respect her. Anyway, let me let me read you some more stuff because I think this is just kind of interesting. So uh, a Long Island teacher filed a million dollar lawsuit against her school district yesterday. This is June 20th, 2001. Okay. And I had just left that same school probably four months earlier. Okay. A Long Island teacher filed a million-dollar lawsuit against her school district yesterday, claiming that administrators on a witch hunt were trying to boot her out because of rumors that she's a black magic woman. Reading specialist name. Oh, no wonder why she fucking wanted me to be a good reader. She's a reading specialist. Okay, reading specialist name. Had taught at Hampton Bay's elementary school for two years, but she probably won't be back in September because the school board last night followed the superintendent's recommendation, and rejected her for tenure. The married mom says she's being forced out of the school because the school's principal and others are wrongly convinced that she dabbles in the occult, a charge that the district denied. There's no smoking uh, broomstick, but the grade school gossip was apparently fueled by her black clothing, dramatic makeup, and long fingernails, she said. It boiled over after she told students about visiting Salem, Massachusetts, home of the famous witch, uh, infamous witch trials, during a lesson. I had a group of fourth grade girls approach me and ask me about reviving dead spirits, she said. They came to me and asked me if I knew how to do it. I said I didn't. The principal complained that she included cult-like values and Wiccan principles in her lessons and warned her not to mention the soothsayer in a class on Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, she said. Breaking down in tears, she described how someone left a magazine with a picture of a student witch in her school mailbox. The witch hunt trials are being brought back to Hampton Bays, said her lawyer at a press conference. The principal said that she, uh, that he sent... Okay. This is weird. okay. Um, the principal who sent her a stern letter in February, complaining of some bizarre behaviors, refused to comment on the brouhaha yesterday. District superintendent, this guy, said that the one million dollar federal discrimination suit is just legal legal mumbo jumbo. Uh, he said he knew that that teacher talked about Salem and the witch trials in class, but didn't have a problem with it and called her allegations ridiculous. At the Red Brick School building, some parents and students said that they'd heard talk about the teacher but didn't pay much mind. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) Okay, Matthew Sechrist was pretty sure the rumors couldn't be true after all the eight-year-old said, Witches aren't real. Matthew Sechrist was my brother's fucking bully. No joke, this kid literally used to harass my brother every single day holy fucking shit this kid is quoted in this i need to send this to my mom you guys this kid literally i've even mentioned this kid's name um since since this because this kid was like literally the most vicious child i've ever met one time i was on the beach and uh wow holy shit i wonder if i wonder if this guy like ever made it into something anyway um I was on the beach one time with my brother and Matthew Sechrist was bullying him. And uh yeah, I <laughs> threw a rock at his brother, at Matthew Sechrist's brother, who was like my age. And uh yeah, I hit him in the I hit him in the stomach and he cried and his brother didn't do anything to me. But I was just trying to defend my brother. Wow, that is so fucking strange holy shit damn they should definitely like re-evaluate this testimony because that kid has no idea for t- that kid was a little witch little bitch all right well anyway i think that's all i got um on the topic of this witch trial from uh from elementary school but it's just so it's just so weird like how different times were back in like the early 2000s like relying on like your Family computer for all of your porn needs and also just in, in general, um, all of the shenanigans that occurred before the internet was like, you know, so commonly accessible. <sighs> Man, I, I just like went down memory lane so much harder than I thought I was going to. I hope that you enjoyed listening to what it was like to grow up in the Hamptons as a child. Very, very interesting place. On one side, you have some of the wealthiest people in the entire world living there, or at least going there for the summer to, to visit their holiday home. And on the other side, you have like working class people who are like barely getting by, and there's like just this very delicate blend of like summertime partying where there's like a little bit of overlap between the locals and the people that come to visit because the people that come to visit want to feel like locals. So they go to like the local, some of the local spots. Oh man. I tell you what. Crazy, crazy. So fucking weird. Okay. Anyway, I'm kind of done with this episode. I hope you're also done with this episode because, um, The thing is that now I got to go share this article with my mom so she can, you know, find it and, um, she'll definitely have a laugh over it as well. And, um, yeah, I think that's a a good way to wrap up the episode. Guys do not go into, if you have a child and they're a boy, just let them have their own bedroom. Don't fucking take the door off their, their hinge. Don't give them beads, you know? You can see right through that shit. It's just uncomfortable for everybody involved. I don't know. Like, I don't think parents want to walk in on their kids, obviously, right? Like, nobody does. But, like, they just need to be a little bit more mindful of the things that they do. Um, But my mom, like, after a certain age, she just, like, stopped asking questions in general. And she was just like, whatever. You know what? Just do you. Don't make noise. Don't keep me up at night. And just don't fucking bother me. And unfortunately, I did not get to cash in on that offer until I was 17 years old. That's like when I actually first started having sex, but it would have been so much cooler if it had happened when I was like, I don't know, say 15, 16, but I probably would still be with the same girl, or maybe I would have ended up with my English teacher from the seventh grade. That would have been a dream come true at that age, and I would probably be so much better at reading. I mean, I'm pretty fucking good at reading, but... It's a little bit different when you read for the podcast and the newspaper is not written very well. I'll blame the newspaper. All right. Well, this is a very perverted episode, so I hope that um the next time we talk you can still, you know, look me in the eyes and not feel too weird because I don't feel weird. I am weird. All right. See you guys. Peace.